Welcome everyone, I'm Adam Petrus. And I'm Hale Henches. And you're listening to Chalk Talk, a podcast series in which we analyze the wide world of sports and entertainment through the unique vantage point of technology and business. And who better to analyze tech in sports world than other than the former NFL player and current executive vice president of football operations at the National Football League, Mr. Troy Vincent. Troy, are you ready for some football? I am. Well, not quite. Not quite. (laughs) We're just we're just getting our way and feeling our way through training camp. And there's preseason for us as staff members as well. So I'm almost there. (laughs) I'm ready for both college football and pro football. So I'm getting there. Hey, I I like this approach. Let's ease into it. But uh, certainly, yes, uh, you know, Hale, having been a former player myself, working in the league and then around the league. Um, you know, the offseason's never long enough and the preseason's never long enough and you get thrown right into it. But, you know, it seems just like yesterday we were in L.A. at the Super Bowl, all three of us sitting on the panel. And that is where this podcast was born. Chalk Talk. Um, so we had the pleasure of sharing the stage and had a really great dialogue there, as well as we saw ourselves a, a super Super Bowl. Um, but it was also the incredible Vincent Country Safe Zone Activity Day that happened that you and your wife, Tony, hosted in which the Zebra family was fortunate enough to participate. Yes, and we are very appreciative in the partnership each year during Super Bowl week. My my wife, Tommy, and I, uh, we have a Safe Zone event, um, a community event at elementary school, Mirror Elementary School here in Long Beach um, this, this past Super Bowl. And it's a day full of fun a day full of engaging with the kids and it's just awesome just to see the, the children smile, the teachers engage, the community engage, my former colleagues, active colleagues and great partners like Zebra Zebra to 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 partner in on the values and the things that are that are most important which is community and children. So uh, we thank we thank Zebra for the partnership and we're going on I think our seventh seventh season seventh year of um, safe zone um, community activity day it's fantastic and it's such a a great and rewarding experience for all involved and our hats off to you and tony for the continued uh community enrichment and effort and bringing the whole family and community of nfl and friends and and again zebra's super uh happy and, and proud to be associated all right so for our listeners, Troy, you know, you got the Zebra Nation. We got friends and family in LinkedIn and professionals tied to, to 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 Zebra who will listen in. So if you would, first of all, let's uh, how was the off season for you this year? And then can you share with our lit listeners as far as, you know, your role and what your team's role is at the National Football League? It doesn't. It's the off season, which is. It's like it feels like I just walked out of uh, SoFi, frankly. Yeah. And it has gone by so fast. I now have six six grandkids. And wow. Yes. Congratulations. So grandkids, the family, and then you're going to a bunch of committee meetings, and it really, literally, it just seems as though we just left Inglewood, California, watching a wonderful Super Bowl. So I get asked a question all the time. What what is football operations? What what what's your number one priority, or what do you what what's the role of football operations here at the National Football League? Well, our mission, first of all, is to ensure that NFL football is the greatest competitive sport in the world. That's the mission of football operations. 
is to ensure that the commissioner's office, that the NFL, that NFL football is the greatest competitive sport in the world. And inside of football operations, we we break the we break it down into four different units. Game operations, which is led by Don Aponte. And what's game operations? It's football administrations, all policies, governance, uh, game day compliance processes. Um, we are, she is, or her unit is the, li the, the liaison between the National Football League uh, Referees Associations and the NFLPA as it pertains to game-related issues. Uh, that unit also serves as the health and safety liaison and club services, as well as uh, most of the football committees. Then we move into officiating. That is led by Perry Fuel, Coach Fuel, and that is all game officials, all training and development of officials. He oversees the Art McNally Game Day Central. This is where instant replay, rules education, compliance, player accountability, all that lives inside of that particular vertical. Then I'll move over to our third unit, which is player operations. That's led by Tracy Perlman. This is all player partnerships. This is football. We call football communication and marketing. There's one thing that's fan facing. There's another thing that talks to past, present, and future players, as well as their parents or their influencers. There's the player relations, and our legends community lives in that particular space as well, where we deal with uh, the former player. We call it our legends community, and then there's player engagement. This is where the programs and the resources for the active players, uh, working with all 32 clubs. And then finally, that fourth vertical is our business operations and strategy. That is led by Kimberly Fields. This is all of our business planning, all of our audits. This is actually where our football pipeline development, where it lives, uh, football development of coaches, players, youth, high school, college relations, all of our football data, which we're talking about today, and analytics, football tech and innovation. That lives inside of our business operations and strategy unit led by Kimberly Fields. Wow, awesome. that is impressive. And I think, you know, hell for our listeners who 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 turn on a TV or go to a game and they see a game just execute, don't understand or realize that layer of, of business and football operations that is involved to to make the National Football League what it is today. Absolutely. And, and Adam, one thing, you know, that I'm realizing as a former player, right? I mean, everyone hears the old adage, you know, the NFL is a business, right? I mean, players are, um, you know, sometimes on the negative end of, of bad NFL, um, you know, uh, dealings or, or what have you. But there's so much good that the NFL is doing for their players, past, present, future. Um, you know, and that, that all starts with Troy and his team and all the, the great people that Troy just uh, mentioned, you know, and that's that's really one thing that the fans really need to appreciate is just how much that, you know, this front office and the executives are doing to further the game and, and to make it the, the greatest that it can be on earth. So, you know, as a former player, Troy, that's awesome to hear. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. And, and mm -hmm. that's, you know, we probably don't talk about it enough. We try yeah. to. Uh, number one goal is to is to serve the player. Now, we're in the business of football, and that means, you know, you're dealing with people. And it starts with, frankly, the player, the individual who's playing the sport, and the fan. And then you have the investor who the owner is. But those are our key stakeholders. And when we deal when we're talking about past, present, and future, how do we preserve the game? How do we make it better? How do we grow it? 
and you know how do we share information um, to make sure that everyone understands it. So that's our primary role in football operations. Awesome. Yeah. No. Thank you. Thank you for that explanation. And you know we talked a lot about uh, you know just the current roles and, and everything that you all are doing. Uh, and you mentioned you know this extensive off season and, and preseason that you guys are going through right now. But you know just eyes looking forward a little bit. Is there anything that you're particularly excited about this year as a former player, NFL executive, or just a football fan? Absolutely. And and what's what what's been exciting is, you know, in particular, this particular offseason, outside of the overtime, there wasn't a lot of rule changes. Tweaked a few. You know, we the the implementation of making the that low block outside the tight end outside that tight end box, making that a permanent rule outside of overtime. There wasn't a whole lot of discussion. What does that tell us? That is, that's a real good indication that the game is strong. The players that we're seeing, you know, evolve due to technology, uh, due to strength and conditioning. The game is rich. It's extremely competitive. A lot of young talent. So what am I looking forward to this particular season? Us really focusing in on the officiating side of being efficient. Not letting, as we would say, uh, don't inject officials, don't inject yourselves into the game. Just manage the game, manage the flow of the game. Let the players play and the coaches coach. And again, because there's not a lot of rule changes, it allows the players to play and play free. So I'm really looking forward to these young stars, the individuals that emerged a year ago, the new head coaches. We had, what, 10 new head coaches and just seeing how they they find themselves and, and, and kind of lead their teams. And then we get a chance. Now, we learned a lot this offseason around, and this is where most, if not probably 90% of the staff's time, was learning about data and how data, video, engineering, how all of these things work together. One, uh, the game is a different game today, but a better game. And if you don't mind, this this pass, if I, if I can just share for just a few uh, just a few minutes, because data and analytics, how all is played um, each Hall of Fame weekend. Uh, I have the opportunity, along with some of my colleagues um, to we visit with the player safety and advisory panel uh, that is co-chaired by Ronnie Lott and Curtis Martin. And what do we do? We talk about the health and the wellness of the game. And this particular Saturday morning, our primary focus was to share those things that Coach Madden, Coach Coughlin, uh, Willie Lanier, these things that they've been pushing for us for decades and showing them how data has advanced what they were thinking around player health and safety. And just showing all of the different data points on how we collect data to preserve the player, but also advance the game. So uh, that's one of the great things. So I get a chance to sit in front of the greats, those gold jackets, and discuss where we are, things that we're, we're working on, our ongoing efforts. But then I, we can pause and share with them the things that they've been talking about. Uh, those conversations have not gone in vain. But the game has advanced through game statistics, the player participation data, the tracking data, uh, shoe usage data, 
stadium surface quality data, the video review output, you know, the, the UNCs, the, that's the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant, the ATC spotters, the, concu the concussion management system, all of these different data points for the betterment of the game. So sorry if I was a little long-winded oh, there, man. but these are the things that that I get excited about. We talk about the season, all of these things coming together. So uh, I love it. Uh, I, I love where we are. The last two seasons, think about this. The last two seasons have been the most prolific seasons in the history of our game. So we have not compromised the quality of the game due to some of them safety measures that we've put in place. Why? Because data and analytics allow us to make informed decisions without compromising the quality of the game. Yeah, that's, that's extremely well said, Troy. Thank you for that. Um, and that, that really ties in well to our next point here. And you put it very, very strongly talking about the data and why that's important and where it's taking the game uh, and all of those great points that you just mentioned. And, and speaking of, you know, former coaches, right, we had 10 new coaches, like you said, uh, we had the pleasure of talking to legendary head coach Sean Payton. Uh, and even though he's not currently coaching, he remains such a strong advocate for the technology in pro sports, particularly what Zebra is doing uh, with RFID technology in the NFL uh, using for on-field player tracking, right? So I know you've spoken about the benefits of RFID just now, right, and the data and all the, the great data points that we can pull from that. But, you know, all those great things that you just mentioned, what do you think is the handful of the most important things that are going to be impacting teams and even fans this season? Well, I would say Coach Payton was, um, you, you acknowledge Coach Payton. He's been one, uh, like uh, like many others. There, there, there are quite a few, um, not just the young coaches, uh, but some of those, uh, as we would say, wise coaches that, that have been around, Coach Belichick, Coach Reed, uh, Coach Tomlin, and then you get the in integration of Coach LaFour, this, this, this new crop of young coaches where they don't move without data from decision making on play calling. But where I see the where the where the value and this is where the value is in in the data and the data is. The injury reduction. And I think being able to track players now like never before, it really allows us to preserve the body, understand workloads. That's not just with the player, because we're also tracking the officials. Right. And in, in, in their particular movement, where they are pre-snap, during the snap, uh, post-snap. So, you know, watching how and we're learning we're learning more and more how to utilize the data. So I, I think if I could, that's that's really critical for us because the data is coming in. There's this data dump, and in particular with the RFIDs, there's a lot of data. Okay, what is it saying? How do we use it in a responsible way? So we're using that both with the player, with the official, frankly, with the ball tracking, and now having the beauty of not only being, uh, you know, I would just say priority number one, 
health and safety, injury reduction, in particular of the, the lower extremity and soft tissue injury reduction. We need data for that the entire year. Looking at officials. Then we take that in stadium, which I, we don't talk about a lot, is that, you know, not just, the, you know, in the video boards that gives the fan, the broadcast partners, it brings another element who's on the field. Data statistics, how fast are people moving? The, the velocity of the ball. These things are incredible insights that allows one the player on the field as we track him, the official, but then that in-stadium fan experience or the fan experience at home. So all of these different elements allows for it to be a rich game and, and, and technology not getting in the way of the overall quality or viewership of the games. Yeah, and that's important, right? Just as when we designed our tags, for the National Football League in the rollout of next-gen stats, we knew that it had to be important, that we had to use technology that wasn't going to impact the performance, right? You know, And and it's so important um, for us to be able to deliver that clean product and so that the players, they're never thinking about it, and they're able to perform at the highest levels. And then, Troy, to everything that you said, I loved everything that you talked about is how you guys are are using data to evaluate every aspect of the game from the business side to then to the to the to the future and to the past, working with the legends community and your health and safety officials. Um, it's fantastic. And I and having worked with the Next Gen Stats program for so long, uh, you know, over seven seasons, and it's exciting for us. We're now going into our ninth year with the NFL leading the data collection for next gen stats. Um, but you realize the health and safety is so important to the future of football and how the game is, is, is addressed, how it's officiated, how the rules are impacted. And then also you look at from a cultural standpoint, these players coming up with the technology and if they, they understand and they embrace it, that the player tracking from, from practice standpoints to also the game data, they if I believe, and I don't want you to comment on this, but that if players embrace the culture and they listen to their coaches and that strength and conditioning, they will prolong their careers because of how they are they are, you know, working that that load on the body week in and week out, um, and ultimately, you know, health and safety is going to lead the way. No question. And most players, and I've shared this this weekend in our that player player safety advisory panel meeting. Is we're actually learning from this next generation, this new generation of athlete. Why? They're being expo- exposed to data and analytics at a much, much earlier space. I mean, look, when I came into the lead, it was beepers. Uh, cell phones were still planted in the car. So <laughs> there was no such thing as RFIDs, not, 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 not even remotely. But the yeah. players coming into the league, they're using these data points to train. Now, where we can go, where we're going, and this is where just the, the next-gen stats, all of this player data, we can look at the, if we look at it in a 12-month period of time, and this is where we believe we can really, really advance our efforts. If you were to, if you can kind of put in your mind phase one, that's the off-season, that's the strength and conditioning, using data and data points to evaluate, to assist in the strength and conditioning. Phase two, the individual instruction drills, 
This is where we can gather more data about you, the athlete, how your body is responding, what did what what drills actually work, what are effective, you know, what things can transfer from your drill work to to the actual playing field. Phase three, the organized team activities. We call those the OTAs. How are we using data to best inform us on the best way to practice during those times? Then you get that break and you go into training camp. Data has informed us, hey, there, there, there's this inclination period, this integration period of how you train, how you put equipment on, this acclimation period. Data has showed us and taught us there's an acclimation period with just running. There's an acclimation period of your, your equipment. Then you get into the preseason. There are additional data points in preseason games. Then you get the regular season. Now you get all game data from everywhere, and then you get into postseason. What did we learn from this entire phase, offseason, preseason, regular season? Now, what does postseason tell us? So th this is where it's just extraordinary. I think we're just scratching the surface. We talk about tradition versus innovation. The more we embrace with Zebra, next-gen set, the more we embrace this innovation, the better we'll become. Well said, Troy. Now that's that's absolutely excellent. I love what you said about innovation versus tradition. And you know, there's obviously just incredible tradition in the NFL. And uh, one thing that we're seeing is just the ability of you know the data and the technology to build on that tradition to create innovation to propel uh, the NFL forward, right? And that's that's really something that uh, we're invested heavily in, right, at Zebra is just figuring out how we can help businesses and the people that we, you know, um, work with to just continue to propel forward. And the NFL is, is no different. And it's it's great to see that you all are, 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 are buying into that as well. And, you know, you, you mentioned a lot about like the newer generation, right, the new class of player. Um, do you think that the NFL is doing a good job right now of educating and sharing the player tracking data with its players? I would say the club is. I would yeah. say this is where, you know, kudos to the clubs. Yeah. The clubs get these these data sets as well. And they're using them uh, to get smarter, not uh, around player health and safety, player performance, the game, as well as how they evaluate their opponents. But I think the club is doing an excellent job, an outstanding job of educating the player around how to utilize the data if the player doesn't already know. But it's it's a different world today as it pertains to the data and the way the player reads the data for his own self-improvement, but also how he looks at his opponent and how he can evaluate his opponent. Yeah, and that's a great point. And, uh, you know, two, two points there. You know, Troy, back in the day, coach said, hey, we're going to have a hard practice today. You know, what did that actually mean? Now, today with data, data analytics, you know when you're having a hard practice because the data <laughs> is showing that output and that performance. And then also the, the beautiful aspect of it, too, that we see with the Zebra solution in um, the practice side of the house is that return to play when somebody is injured. And they're, they're looking at their return to play schema and getting them 100 percent healthy. You know, those the sports scientists. To your point, you're making real time. Real time, yes. You get exactly. that real time. Looking up at the board, and this thing is spitting out your output, your low work. And it's, hey, pick it up, pick it up, Troy, pick it up. 
That's well, it. And it, it's amazing. Um, again, before it's you walk over to the sideline or somebody see you hunched over, you're okay, <laughs> you're putting water. No, coaches now, because of the data and the way the data's coming in, players are re- looking at this stuff. Coaches, trainers, sports, the sports scientists, real time. Yeah, and, and that's Maybe. a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing, and that's uh, you know the Zebra RFID solution utilizing real-time location service. It is a uh, it's an awesome tool, right? The modern tool. And as we look at you know on the collegiate side, you know Zebra is really proud of our partnership with the Senior Bowl next year. Uh, we're gonna. Can, also I, can be- I mention one thing before you go to the college? Yeah. Thing, yeah. Which is funny. So when you when you think about you know the way clubs or the industry is using you know these data points in the next instance. I mean, it's driving how players are being ranked in a video game. I mean, yeah. like, and that's a, a serious, that's like players look at that and you talk about personal feelings. <laughs> These data points drive uh, player rankings and movement and, you know, and, and as well as, their, you know, the overall, that gameplay overall performance. Yes. It's 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 crazy. I didn't mean to cut you off on no, the call. No, not I mean, it's just showing the utilization of the data and how it could be used. Um, exactly. Again, player standpoint and the commercial use. That's it. And um, and that's where our world's at. But you're absolutely right. Players, you know, they want to make sure that they're at top speed on that game. They want to be represented. Um, so on that college side, you know, was talking about New Zebra's proud relationship with the Senior Bowl. And then also last year we – track the east-west shrine bowl we're going to track it again this year and we're also very happy with the relationship to track the hbcu game um this year so we'll be tracking all three all-star games from the collegiate side of the house which is really exciting because we know that this data collection is evaluated it's looked at by the teams the gm if you're if anyone's ever at senior bowl and there for a practice i mean you see the gms down on the field the lead scouts the head coach it's an awesome uh, exercise that these players get from an evaluation standpoint. And then we've been offering the player tracking for the last handful of years, and we're going to continue to do that for the next three years. But I wanted to ask you, as far as you know, the pre-draft evaluation process continues to evolve, um, what can you tell us about the NFL Combine of the future? So I would just – let's start with those all-star games as you reference. More information sooner – and more accurate because the data is accurate. That's one thing when, when you talk about data, the first thing you say, hey, what's the quality and accuracy of the data? So your data is extremely accurate. When we look at those touch points, Senior Bowl, East West, now the Legacy Bowl, early, early evaluations, critical touch points of seeing player movement and frankly, how they compare to previous classes or the professional. So it gives our talent evaluators more the availability of more data points to evaluate quicker. So more information earlier. The future combine is what we we're using now. We think about the reimagining reimagining that player experience at the at the at the combine. Again, from drill work to just overall experience. All of this is driven by data. When we think about what should we be doing? What should player movement look like? And we always go back, what does the data say? 
what does the data point say about what are the most common movements on Sunday at each position? And evaluating by real player, by game time movements, not movements that don't apply to the game. That's old. That's the old way of thinking. But data and tracking allows us, one, to have a commercial use. Man, how did this player fare against this player? But overall, movement, drill work, what should we be actually evaluating? So when we think about the future combine, priority number one is player experience. Are they having a good experience? And then two, as we integrate new evaluation and assessments, in, in particular with on-field, what does that look like in the future? And it should look like movement that we see at the, each position. What are those 10 most common movements that we see on Sunday, Mondays, and Thursdays? And this is what the uh, RFIDs allow us to do and, and see and go, okay, is now it's time to start integrating and evolving player movement and evaluation into what dad is telling us today. Well, that's excellent. I think, you know, any football fan, any of our listeners hearing you say that today are, are, are giving you a round of applause in the sense of loving to hear that the value. And I'm sure the, the athletes themselves, too, they want to be evaluated on real football moves. Correct. You hear it all the time. You know, the bigs and this is this the bigs. I understand there's a commercial piece. There's a fan viewership piece. But why are 300 pounders, 350 pounders running 40s? The data tells <laughs> us that no one runs a straight line 40 yards in the National Football League. The data yeah. tells us that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why are we doing this? And it's just going, hey, let's apply the things that make sense. Let's evaluate based off of what the player is going to do in those 18 weeks of play. Yeah. And I'm talking about regular season. So, um, and the data has proven that. So um, I think our leadership team here, um, I think uh, Jeff Foster and others have seen that uh, the data is telling us something different on how we evaluate and assess the athlete. Yeah, that's, um, that's awesome. And, you know, this whole conversation, you have given us a nice insight and picture into how football operations looks at the football game, but also the business and the business of looking in the past, looking in the future, incorporating technology from the RFID player tracking to other aspects and elements that allow the players to remain safe, but also to put on a quality product that at the end of the day, you're not compromising anything and the fans get the enrichment of the technology. So let me just ask the question as far as, well, first, the NFL truly has a year long calendar, right? Nobody knows better than you and your team. Um, But you guys have done an amazing job of keeping America's game in the spotlight year round from the combine. We were just talking about the draft uh, extravaganza, free agency, trade deadline, mini camps to training camps, and then the eight now the 18-week season into postseason, um, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl. So the NFL has evolved since you were a player, right? And I think we all agree for the for the for the right reasons and for positive. Um, but even throughout your tenure as an NFL 
NFL ex- executive, you've been part of that evolution and that change for positive. So we know technology is becoming more and more prevalent in every aspect of the sport and the fan experience. So will we see any new innovative approaches to the game played this season? And I know we touched on some of this as far as the preparation of getting ready for a new season, but are we one day going to see some digital down boxes on the sidelines or is that part of the argument? You think it's coming? I think it's coming. The appetite's there. We're still working on video on the sidelines. The coaches still like those steel shots. Okay. Uh, uh, one of the things that we are testing in preseason is the, the ball tracking on the punt. We just use the punt play as a, a ball placement, the punt, right. and using where that, that goes, where that ball is actually going out of bounds. Um, so that's something that we're testing in preseason. Uh, again, the coaches always ask the question, what did the data say? How accurate was it? So anytime we introduce new things, it's typically two, three, maybe four, four years to to get the acceptance because anything you if that's a rule change or policy change, it requires 24 votes. So you want the coaches to to, to, to feel comfortable. I think we're going to be moving away here real quickly. Um, the chains and, you know, those, you know, what would be I think that'll be a thing of the past. Uh, you're starting to see we get asked a question all the time. Uh, could you use the could you could, could the ball first downs? Right. Um, do you actually have to you know walk people out on the field that? Ch- so I think we're getting a little bit closer there. Um, so nothing really crazy, but we are studying proof of concepts. I do believe the 2023 season, because all of these things that I just referenced, we're testing during preseason. We got some other things that I'm not going to share right now during regular season. But I do believe 2023, we may even see that box that you're talking about on the side. Hey, all right. Well, hey, (laughs) I I think we all appreciate that, Troy, in the sense that we know that the NFL is going to move forward with something. They're going to do their proper due diligence. They're piloting. They're testing. And so it's just great to hear that the vision is there to continue to incorporate the technology, perhaps a little bit of modernization to America's favorite game. And uh, you'll always have you know those folks out there on one side saying, hey, keep the tradition of the down box and the chains. But uh, there's also that growing interest of the, the game and the fans are ready for the, the modern experience on the NFL pitch. So great to hear. Um, thanks for that. Uh, and we'll have to uh, keep our um, – we'll be excited about the future of uh, technology rolling out here in, in a season or two. Well, it's here and it's not going anyplace. Awesome. And we, we've embraced it. Um, and obviously through your partnership, the partnership with with Zebra, uh, it has truly advanced our game in a very positive way. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's extremely well said, Troy. And I, I think that there's just so many positive things that we're going to continue to see come from that partnership. Um, you know, kind of as we as we wrap up here, Troy, I know we're just about at the end of our time. Um, but, you know, really, really wanted to just see if there were anything new that, uh, you know, fans could expect maybe during the preseason or regular season when we look at next gen stats and what we're doing. Is there anything that we're going to be seeing scrolling across our screens that maybe wasn't available before? Any new stats, anything like that? 
No, I, I think you'll see the enhancement mm-hmm. of how that is displayed on the screen again through the video board integration uh, from there may be a, a few new statistics yeah. um, that that the fans uh, will actually see on screen and in stadium. So uh, you might even see during the preseason game, I talked about that the the ball the ball tracker on punts and where that, you know, the kind of the line, the arrow, where did the ball actually go out of bounds? Where should the ball be placed? So I, I do believe that uh, the fans will, 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 will get that experience and we'll keep testing it and we'll prove that model out and then it'll be a full integration at some juncture. Yeah, no, that, that sounds extremely exciting. Um, and certainly great improvements to the game and will enhance that fan experience and, and the players as well. So appreciate and also, that. And also, I also would say, you talked about the regular season, but I do believe that that combine and that, I, I know we're, I'm fast forwarding here, but when we get to February and March, pro days, the national combine, I do believe we'll see, this is where we'll really see the, the integration and the advancement of, of of what Zebra and NextGen stats, where where the future really is on how we evaluate and look at player movement. It's going to be a great plan, a great fan experience as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, all extremely exciting things, and um, as a fan, I'm I'm extremely excited for for this season, and I think it's going to be one of the best yet. And it's just it's great to hear all the um, you know, wonderful things that you and your team are working on. So we appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I'm also I'm very excited about that um, that punt line going out of bounds and really using the tech. This is a perfect example of using the technology that's there to evaluate that proper placement uh, for that ball spotting. So happy to hear about that, Troy. Um, hey, I want to go back to um, Vincent Country real quick, and I know that uh, you're working hard and uh, you know, diligently preparing along with your team for the football season here. And we're rolling up the sleeves. But as uh, you get into the football season, but have you and Tommy already started planning any of the holiday or Super Bowl charitable events for Vincent yes, Country? Yes, we have. Actually, uh, Tommy has a trip set up for um, early September to take a trip out to Arizona. We, we believe we have identified a school. So we'll go there and, and or Tommy will go there and do her assessment, uh, speak with the school superintendent, speak with the uh, the principal. And this is where we do the need assessment. Uh, but we believe we have found through our former player, LaCharles Bentley, um, who shared with us a few schools that we should take a look at that meets, as, as we would say, uh, the things that we're looking for. And again, it's about the Safe Zone Activity Day and bridging that educational gap. Uh, a leave behind when we go, uh, we transform through great partners like Z, but we transform those schools for generations. And it's a great day to watch the kids smile and laugh and, and, and watch my teammates, former teammates, the active players and all of our partners just truly engage and emerge the children. Uh, the, the target audience is K through five or K through six. Um, but we have identified a school in Arizona, we believe, and we're now beginning our, uh, to do our school need assessment. And it's, so thank it, you for asking. Yeah, of course. Well, it's fantastic. And we want all the listeners to know that balance uh, and all the good that you're doing, not only at the, the NFL as the executive vice president of football operations and 
as a former player, having the impact that you are at the league. Um, you know, we're all very proud and excited for the continued evolution that you're you're generating at the National Football League. And it's always good to talk to you, Troy, and we sincerely appreciate the work you're doing through Vincent Country for local communities, as well as the positive changes you're driving across the NFL. So thank you for your time today. Um, and um, we're excited to see, to see this 2022 season kick off. Well, no, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for allowing me to share what I do. I work with an awesome team. I, I talked about those four leaders up front, uh, but both Hale, Adam, thank you for allowing me to share. Um, I love the game. We love the game. The game is a different game today, but a better game. So uh, we thank you for your technology. We thank you for your partnership. Absolutely, Troy. Just thank you uh, again for the time today. And uh, we're really, really looking forward to the future and um, just excited to see where this is going to go. So, um, you know, like we said, uh, thank you again for being with us. And you can visit the Your Edge blog now at www.zebra.com slash blog to see our former episode with legendary head coach Sean Payton. And also you can scroll to the sports section. Uh, to see other type of blogs that are also out there. And if you don't want to miss any of our NFL or sports reporting, be sure to click on the subscribe button in the right-hand column of every blog page. I'm Hale Hinches. And I'm Adam Petrus. Signing off until next time. Thanks again, everybody. Thanks, Troy. Thank you. Thank you all.